The nondescript country road is easy to miss if you aren't looking for it. Only recently paved, it leads you up a hill and twists along a ridgeline to a clearing with a large oak tree. That tree stands solemn watch over a handful of headstones and the resting places of the dearly departed. The Shuffle Dust Cemetery in Prentice County, Mississippi, isn't much of a cemetery. I'd be surprised if more than a half dozen souls rest there. It seems I always visit that place in the dead of winter, when leafless trees lift their naked branches to the sky in hopeful expectation of spring's warmth and hope. In this cemetery, buried under six feet of Mississippi soil, rests the body of my dad, awaiting the return of his king. Whenever I visit my father's grave, I read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18 aloud. It helps that I know most of the passage by heart and can recite it from memory. My eyes always well up with tears, blurring the letters on the page. I am often alone in those moments, but I know that more than the trees and birds play audience to these words of Scripture. I speak them aloud to Satan and his demons. Those words resound with their death sentence. I speak them aloud to my Father and King, whose words testify to His unparalleled glory. I speak them aloud to myself. Those words remind me to grieve as one with hope, hope that death is not the end. The return of Jesus was a core component of Paul's teaching. In every chapter of First and Second Thessalonians, there is at least one allusion to the second coming. But nowhere else in these letters, or in his other writings for that matter, does the Apostle communicate so clearly the events concerning Jesus' return. In fact, the final verses of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 have brought tremendous comfort to countless saints through the ages. The promise of Christ's return, however, is not enough to guard us against Satan's schemes. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1-11, through 11, Paul employs the promise of Jesus' return to urge the Thessalonians to remain watchful and faithful. Christians are justified in their embarrassment and criticism of false prophets who claim that Jesus' return will occur on this day or that. In recent times, Harold Camping prognosticated that the end of all things would commence on May 21, 2011. In case you haven't figured it out, Camping was wrong. No one knows when Christ will return, which is precisely the reason Paul likens the event to a thief in the night. Even as we criticize these false prophets, however, we must not allow their failed prognostications to rob us of our vigilance. Camping and others like him are like the boy who cried wolf. We eventually become so disenchanted and immune to the predictions of Jesus' coming that we stop looking for it. We become like the five foolish virgins. Always be ready, because you don't know the day or the hour the Son of Man will come. Matthew twenty-five thirteen. How tragic when Christians no longer scan the clouds for His glorious return. As you study this passage, may you be comforted by the great hope we have in Christ concerning the resurrection of the righteous. May you also learn to turn your glance upward and often to await the return of your King.